Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church is to inspire people to follow Jesus, because we're convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks at greenvilleoaks.org and connect with us on social media. We would love it if you could rate and review our podcast. It makes it easier for others to find us. And now, on to this week's message with lead student minister, Wes Raspberry. Like we've said over and over, today is our uh, high school graduating senior Sunday. There was some confusion I heard about seniors versus seniors in the hall. Let me dispel all of that. Um, let me just set up how this is going to flow for the next uh, couple of minutes. We want to spend some time celebrating and recognizing and honoring each of our graduating seniors. We think that that's important. Um, and so we'll, we'll have a time where, uh, here in a moment, we'll, we'll, we'll read each of their names one by one, and they'll walk across this stage, uh, and we'll read a little bit about who they are, where they're uh, coming from, and where they're going. And during that time, I'll, I'll hand them a Bible. And this Bible is a gift from our church and from the student ministry to them. Uh, but it's more than just a gift. It's a symbol, a symbol that, that we want them to go from this place to whatever is next with their faith. We want their faith to stick with them as they go forward to the next steps. And so they'll come one by one and they'll stand up on the stage and we ask that you would suspend your applause until they're all up here together, all seven of them. We have eight total, but one isn't able to be here with us this morning. So once they're all up here and we finished reading about the last one, uh, you can applaud then. <clears throat> and I'll pray over this group uh, as, as a blessing for them. And then I'll have them sit down. And then my favorite part of each Senior Sunday, we'll get a chance to hear from a couple of our seniors. And so we've had two that have, have volunteered to speak and share how Greenville Oaks has helped and shaped them to be able to go forward into whatever's next. And then one other senior has chosen a scripture to read. And then I'll come up after that and close our time out. So let's begin uh, recognizing and celebrating our seniors. Mason Bowman, son of Kirk and Liesl Bowman, graduating from Allen High School. He is planning to attend community college to study commercial music. Caleb Chacon, son of Jose and Kelly Chacon, graduating from Allen High School, planning to attend and play baseball at Panola College to study business. Cole Christie, son of Michael and Amy Christie, graduating from McKinney Boyd High School, planning to attend Harding University to study multimedia journalism with sports concentration. Declan Cunningham, son of Jason and Laura Harris, graduating from Lovejoy High School, planning to attend the Colorado School of Mines to study mechanical engineering. Greg Knaus, son of Billy and Amber Knaus, graduating from Wiley High School, planning to attend in pole vault at West Texas A&M to study engineering. Jake Nicholson, son of Scott and Sue Ellen Nicholson, graduating from Allen High School, planning to attend college to study accounting. 
Thomas Owens, son of Mark and Kayla Owens, graduating from Shelton, planning to attend High Point University to study technical theater. Avery Sudera, daughter of David and Jennifer Sudera, graduating from Liberty High School, planning to attend Abilene Christian University to study business marketing with a minor in fine arts. Awesome. This is our graduating class of 2022. Let me pray over um, this group and their families, uh, and then we'll continue on. Pray with me. God, thank you for today. Thank you for an opportunity this morning to gather and to maybe have our service look a little bit different, to spend some time recognizing and honoring this group and, um, and what, they have, what they've done and, and where they're headed next, God. We pray that each of them would feel honored and appreciated and encouraged even today, and that they would uh, use this as a, propeller, a propellant for um, going out into their next steps. God bless them, help them finish strong, uh, and bless their families as well in this time of transition. And thank you, God, for, especially for all that you do in our lives, for who you are and who you promise to be in the future. I pray all this in your son's name. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat, guys. Like I said, my favorite part about, about uh, Senior Sunday each year is the chance to get to hear from some of our seniors. So I want to say a special, oh man, I can't speak. I want to say a special prayer over our senior speakers now um, before they start and get up as well. Pray with me again, please. God, again, thank you for this morning. Uh, and God, right now I pray that you would pour through um, our next couple of speakers, the gift of preaching and speaking so that Christ might be formed in our hearts and in our minds. God, help us listen to the ways that we have been a community and a, and a group and a church that have supported them and encouraged them um, and hopefully given them what they need for what's ahead. Help us listen well. And God, again, just bless uh, each of them. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Good morning. For those of y'all that don't know me, I'd honestly be a little surprised. Um, I bet a decent amount of money that I'm the only seven foot tall kid with long red hair that has roamed these halls. Just kidding. Um, my name is Caleb Chacon. I am the son of one of the elders here, Jose Chacon, and uh, the son of a fantastic mother, Kelly Chacon. To put it in perspective for y'all, just how long I have been here, um, the number that I was able to come up with is around 800 Sundays. Did 18 times 52 and then subtracted a bunch. And that also means that y'all have seen a lot of stages of my life, including all of the awkward ones. I apologize. Um, but through all those awkward stages, I feel like the influence of the church was able to help me become the person I am today. Um, through sitting on carpets with Miss Marty, memorizing the books of the Bible, um, memorizing Bible verses to get a piece of candy for next Sunday, uh, sitting in treehouse, sitting at the top row, um, feeling like a beast up there, um, doing faith finders in God's army with Scott Nicholson and Dennis Hale, and then what felt like getting called up to the big leagues, um, 
joining the youth group as a young seventh grader. These are the moments that I feel like shaped me. Um, my high school years are the years that I discovered my hair's true potential. It all started my freshman year when I decided to grow it out and to see what would happen. And well, let's just say I never looked back. Um, playing four years of baseball at Allen, I received a huge plateful of nicknames. Nicknames like Rojo, Red Rapunzel, uh, Ginger Baby Giraffe, Red Jesus, Jesus Rojo, Red Heat, Big Red, and plenty more. But as I gained these nicknames, I also learned a lot about who I was through the game of baseball. Um, my junior year, I struggled adjusting to the varsity level. Um, the coaching staff pushing me to my limits, putting a lot of pressure on me, sometimes even making me feel like I didn't belong or just straight up wasn't good enough. Um, but through all those times, I felt like I always had a people and a place to fall back on. It sometimes felt good to be able to step away from the game that consumed my brain 24 seven and to be able to go to Sunday night, Wednesday night service and to remember, to remember and be reminded that my identity is not through the game, but in Jesus. And through a lot of prayer, I was able to have a success, successful season as the closer that year. And now I'm extremely thankful that I was put in those situations because it has led me through a lot of different moments in my life to be able to be, um, trust God and remember that he's in control. And this congregation has a lot to do with it, more than y'all think. But through it all, the conclusion I have come to as a graduating senior is, as you've always heard in songs that say, be proud of where you came from, proud of your hometown. Um, I'm more than proud and um, grateful to say that I was born and raised at Greenville Oaks Church of Christ. This place really does mean the world to me, and I'm truly thankful uh, to God to be able to be placed here, not only be raised by my parents, but raised by people of Christ. And with that being said, as all the baseball players say, number 20, out. Good morning, church. That was great. <laughs> Hi, I'm Avery Sudera. I'm the daughter of Jennifer and David Sudera, and I'm so happy to be here. I remember just last year when I was sitting there in the back watching the other seniors give their speeches and thinking to myself, how bizarre that I would be the one graduating next year. Well, here we are. Time has flown by. Me and my family didn't always attend Greenville Oaks. We switched over here when I was about five, yet the people here were and are incredibly welcoming. I recall being in the treehouse and Miss Marty, she would hand Smarties to us kiddos after a lesson, and I thought I was so clever in nicknaming her Miss Smarty. She was one of the first people who impacted my life here at the church. She taught me all about the love of God and how one person can make all the difference. Greenville Oaks is a church of community. Our youth group, shout out to Wes, has been a way for us middle and high schoolers to connect with one another and build relationships with each other in Christ. Romans 12 verses four through five reads, for just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. Our church exemplifies that verse. Within the youth group, we are constantly going on trips, hanging out at Sunday nights, and doing whatever we can to connect with one another. I made some amazing friends here, and I even met my roommate at Kadish. I've learned that no matter what, it's always important to reach out a hand in fellowship to those around you. 
And not only do we reach out to one another, but we also make an effort to reach out to our community. Service is such an important part to our youth group and to our church. Whether it be playing bingo at the center across the street, baking cookies for firefighters, or helping people get back up on their feet, serving the community is something we strive to do. Not only that, but I've been able to serve within the church as well, working with the amazing kiddos at Greenville Oaks, working with the kids during serve week or when teaching classes. Well, it taught me a lot about patience. <laughs> but also that the Lord works through everyone, young and old. Time seems like it's going by so fast, but I'm truly blessed to be part of such a wonderful community of believers, knowing that we are all in the Lord's hands, to know that relationships I've made here are deep and meaningful, that we're deeply rooted here at Greenville Oaks. Thank you. Hi, I'm Cole. Uh, I wanted to read some scripture for y'all. Um, I'll be reading Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. Uh, it says, For I know that the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I'll gather you from all nations and places where I banished you, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carry you into exile. Hopefully you can see why that is my favorite part each year, getting the chance to be led in service by our students and our seniors. Senior Sunday is always an interesting day for me because it is this, this moment where we stop down, where we pause, and we have a day of celebration and recognition and honoring. It's a day that, that, we, that we want our seniors and their families to feel us say, yes, we are proud of you because we are. We're proud of the accomplishments and the achievements that you have accomplished and achieved. And yet at the same time, it's a day of transition. It's a day that marks the, the, the change of one thing to the next, the closing of one season of one chapter and whatever else is ahead, the next chapter, the next season. And these times, these days of transitions, these markers for us are so important because it helps us gauge that time, the, the difference between one thing and the next. It's why we have quinceañeras and, and bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs, graduation ceremonies, birthday parties, driver's license tests, retirement parties. It's why we do all of these things. And I never want this to be a graduation ceremony just in a church. But I think it is important for us to come together as a community and to celebrate and recognize this day, this distinction, this time of transition for these seniors, because this is a major life milestone. And so I hope, seniors, that you feel recognized and honored and encouraged today. But let's not kid ourselves. These times of transition can be met with a whole range of emotions. You might be on, on one end of the spectrum and, and so excited for the opportunities that are coming your way, for all the potential, 
for the, for the idea of going to a new place, meeting new people, getting into a new routine or rhythm, learning new things. And yet on the other end of the spectrum, you might be terrified. You're going to have to change from what you have known to maybe the unknown. You might leave this church, this student ministry. You might leave this city. You might leave your house. You might leave this county, this state even. And so this time of transition might be uncomfortable in some ways. When I was thinking this this morning about uh, a, a passage, a story from the Bible where somebody walked out, stepped out into faith, into an unknown territory. I thought about Abram, or Abraham, as, as a lot of us know him now. In Genesis 12, verses 1 through 5, it says, The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out for Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they'd accumulated, and all the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Now, unfortunately, we don't really get the interaction recorded in the text between Abram and Sarai when he comes home. But if I imagine myself in this story, if I came home tomorrow and told Kylie, hey, I think I heard from God today that we need to leave. I I don't know that she would like absolutely protest, but she would at least ask some clarifying questions, right? Like, are you sure that was God? Are you sure that's what he said? Are you sure that we should do this? But it seems like no questions asked. God comes and he talks to to Abram and they leave and they go to this land of Canaan. I like the way that the, the, the writer of Hebrews picks this up in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place that he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, he went and he obeyed, even though he did not know where he was going. Have you ever gone somewhere and didn't know where you were going? In fact, that's, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. It stresses me out the most to be driving through a city or, or going somewhere and I have no idea how to get there. Maybe my, my Google Maps messes up or something. That can be frustrating and absolutely uncomfortable. All this uncertainty, all this unknown is uncomfortable. And I don't know if you know this or not, but we are a people who like our comfort, right? We're people who like to be comfortable. We like our people, our friends and our family. We like our homes. We like our jobs, maybe for the most part. We like our things and our stuff. 
We like our money. It helps us all feel safe and secure. We like our comfort. This is our comfort zone. But to echo Wade's sermon from last Sunday, the way of the cross calls all of us, at least sometimes, to get uncomfortable. Church, if you haven't picked up on this yet, this is a, this is a sermon for the seniors, yes, but this is a sermon for each and every one of us. Because we all have something next ahead of us in our journey. We all have a next step to take, and oftentimes that step is going to take us outside of our comfort zone. And that might not be comfortable. But let me get to the truth here for a minute. Oftentimes, that is where the growth happens. That, that is where God uses us and stretches us in a way to where we can grow. When we're able to step out into faith and get outside of our comfort zone. I like to imagine sometimes what would happen if the story read differently. What if Abram came back to God and said, you know what, I talked it over with Sarai. We're good. We're just going to stay here. Or, or what if Noah said, mm, I don't want to build the ark. At least we have Moses who protested, right? And he said, no, no, no you've got the wrong guy. I stutter. I don't, I'm not good at speaking. What if what if Deborah said, no, I, I don't want to lead today? Or what if Esther told Mordecai, mm, no thanks? Or if Mary said, nah, I don't want to be Jesus' mom? What if, what if Peter refused to step out onto the water? What if Jesus refused to head to the cross? I'm reminded of the song Oceans by Hillsong United. The bridge says, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. And take me deeper than my feet would ever wonder. And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. And for those of you who have heard me before, you often know that I often like to include rap lyrics in my sermons as well. And I'm pretty sure I used this one last year, but it fits so well. There's a guy named John Bellion. He has a song called Maybe IDK, which means I don't know. And the song says, although I guess if I knew tomorrow, I guess I wouldn't need faith. I guess if I never fell, I guess I wouldn't need grace. I guess if I knew his plans, I guess he wouldn't be God. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know, but maybe that's okay. Maybe you don't know all the things that are coming your way. Maybe you don't know what's going to happen when you take that step outside of your comfort zone to whatever next steps are ahead of you. And seniors, maybe you don't know everything that's going to happen when you go to this next phase, this next stage of your life. But maybe that's okay. You see, we believe in the, in the verse that Cole read earlier, that God has a plan for each and every one of us, plans not to harm us, but plans to prosper us and to give us a hope and a future. And that very same God who was speaking through Jeremiah to the Israelites while they were in captivity, 
the same one that led them out of captivity, is the same God who is with you today, who has been with you, and who will be with you in the future as well. We all have a next step, and it may take us outside of where we're comfortable, but may we all take that next step with faith, with trust, and with confidence in the Lord our God. May we step from our comfort zones into whatever is next, knowing that that's the same God who was there before and who will go before us in the future. And may we model the great examples of faith who have stepped out before us as well. Because again, that's often where the growth happens, where God uses us. Please be standing now as I close this in a benediction. For the last few years, I've liked to read this prayer that that Paul gives um, the Christians in Ephesus as we close our Senior Sunday. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace today. Thank you so much for listening to the message from the Greenville Oaks message broadcast. We hope this message enriched your life and can help you inspire others to follow Jesus. Because we honestly believe following him is the best way of life possible. Be sure to connect with us online on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.